microphone check one two what is this what's going on people it's your boy Dwayne, aka d dub this is the me 16 podcast episode number five we have another special guest this week um you might have seen her on black ink um but she's way more than that um doing so many different things you may know her as jessica some might call her jess miss sparks miss energy whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. all that good stuff, all that good stuff. Um, and we're just very happy to have you here. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm feeling good today. Can't That's complain. Good. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. It's Friday. It's a good day for a podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's my first podcast. So at, oh, I'm excited. Oh, man. This now you, you put the pressure on me now, right? See, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And this is this is like um this is my little baby. I started this 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 year, um so it's the mm-hmm. first podcast that I've actually tried to do. Um, it's, it's been received pretty well so far, so um, I enjoy doing it. And we like to get you know people that that know hip hop that that um has grown up in the culture and, and just to talk about it and have fun with it. Right, right, right. That's awesome. Congratulations on this. Thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy your schedule is, so I, I appreciate you taking the time to do it. Yeah, we was having some hectic scheduling, right. scheduling <laughs> some time. Right, this right. Entire we, week, I'm like, no, yes, no. But, right, right. Yeah, yeah I was like, you know, the superstar <laughs> in the building, you know. So I got, the, I got the wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, I don't know this if you ever insane. collected baseball cards or basketball cards. Have you ever seen baseball basketball cards at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you know we look at the back of the card, right? There's like stats, mm-hmm. right? Team they play for you know if it's baseball hits doubles whatever it is so mm-hmm. we had a card on you right what would the back of your card look like as far as accomplishments who tell uh-huh. definitely i probably need like five cards altogether. Uh-oh. but no Uh-oh. let me stop um as far as accomplishments sorry accomplishment goals um let's see I mean, I'm from the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one accomplishment. I survived that's... that. <laughs> um, let's see. I went to college. I've uh, I'm a Navy veteran. Wow. Uh, I'm a single mom. You know, I raised two great young black men on my own. Uh, let's see. I do a lot of work in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very determined. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, I'm just like one of those people that's just. You know, what doesn't make me, what doesn't kill me, make me, you know, makes me stronger. So that's, that's the type dope. of time I'm on. That's yeah. dope. And I like to start it with that because I think it's always hard for people to talk about themselves, right? And say like what I've done because you feel like, oh, we're being too cocky or whatever. But, you know, it's things that we've worked for and accomplished that so we should be happy to express those things with other people. Yeah, I mean, I I just started doing that, honestly, because a friend of mine, she's like, you know, you do so much, but you're so modest. You don't mm-hmm. talk about things, and, you know, you're very behind the scenes. She was like, you know, you could, you know, your story could inspire a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're very genuine. So I'm like, you know what? I mean, fine. You know, I'm going to get comfortable <laughs> with that. Um, And I've just been finding, you know, my own swag to it. Like, I don't want to come off too cocky, so I'm very, like, humble, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm also aware of the hard work that I put in. So it's still a struggle, but I'm getting, you know, I'm getting better with it. That's good, man. I'm happy to hear that. And just for you guys to know, just to tell you how genuine she is, actually, um, I reached out to, I just got to know Jess, like, maybe, what, 
two months ago, something like that, I would say. Um, like over the summer. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, right? Yeah. And um, I reached out to her to wear um, some of the product off my clothing line. And she was like, yo, I'm with it. You know, she wore it. She tagged the, the product and everything else. Um, and just always been extremely humble and a really cool person to talk to no matter what. Um, even with the TV show and everything else, everything else that she's doing, which is super dope. Um, she's always been just just straight up and, and A1. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that that sweater, just the logo that you had, the saying, you know, it, 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 it spoke to me. So I'm like, nah, I definitely got to rock this because, you know, I'm I'm into fashion, but I'm also into, you know, supporting my own people. And, you know, if they're doing something positive, then it just, you know, it's no question. Right. And then just what the sweater said and how you was able to, like, you know, make it for me, like, as far as, like, the color I wanted and everything. And, you know, you were customer service with A1. You shipped it out and, you know, I had it and then that's it. So I it was a dope that. experience. Thanks for that. No problem, and I appreciate the support. Um, so you grew up in the Bronx, uh, which is yeah. dope because that's where I grew up from, birthplace of hip hop. Okay. So this makes it very easy to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when you were coming up, um, what, like, what, when did hip hop kind of hit you? Like, when did you feel like I listened to whatever track it was or album, and he was like, "Yo, this this kind of resonates with me." Hmm. Well. I'm definitely up there in age. I'm 40 years old. So Mm -hmm. I definitely was raised in the hip hop era, especially like, you know, when it started. Um, I would say I've been outside since I was really young. So like 85, you know, I was into like, um, you know, Big Daddy Kane. Like he was like my first album, you know, purchase, Smooth Operator. Uh, You know, the way he just put his words together, mm -hmm. you know, he was like, I'm like, well, you have to go get a dictionary to keep up Word. with what he was saying, especially Word. at that young age. Yes. Um, and then let's see what else. And Kane had that swag, like, too. Um, yeah, he had that swag. Like, I'm like, okay. I, I'm going to say, like, he was also, like, my first crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's a little old, but he looks so good. But, yeah. Um, let me see. I don't know, like, it was just so much happening in the 80s mm-hmm. with the music and how it was elevating, like, you know, and then, like, the females, like, you know, Salt and Pepper and all the things that they all were right. saying, like, MC Light, she definitely was somebody who I admire because she just had, like, you know, that tomboy swag and, and then mm-hmm. the stuff that she was just kicking was awesome. I'm like, what? How was she even saying that, like? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, all of those, that whole ever right there, like, 85, 86, 87 coming up. Yeah. Man, that was a dope era. Um, I, I love Kane too. Definitely was one of my favorites. He's still one of my favorites. I actually went to see him, um, what was it, a couple months ago at, um, there was a Juice Crew reunion. And, he mm. was, and it was like, yo, this dude didn't age. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Aging backwards or something. You, black don't crack. He gained a little weight, but he still, yeah. you know, he still looked the same face wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was still getting busy on the stage too, like dancing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that's good. So you grew up, and um, because we're probably about the same age, and a little, I might be a little older. Obviously, I think I'm, I might be, about, I'm 44. So, okay. Yeah, we we probably saw a, a lot of the same things, and I, I tell people a lot of the times I grew up during the crack era, right? And I exactly. don't think people mm-hmm. understand what that means when you grow up through that, like people might hear it and be like, ah, yeah, yeah, you grew up, but it was that real 
And for me, hip hop was like almost an escape for me. Um, mm -hmm. Was it like that for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I grew up in the Heights also. Like I was going back and forth between my mom and my dad. So I had like two different cultures. You know, I was like in the Hispanic side mm -hmm. and, you know, I seen the drug movement over there and then in the Bronx, you know, living with my mom, moving around, shelter, homeless, all that stuff. Right. Um, so for me, it was like, yeah, growing up, it was like I was going through a lot. So definitely music, it, it kept me sane and it kept me happy as far as like the, the escape of what you're saying. Like I used to dance and, you know, it just, I needed music. So mm -hmm. I got both cultures. Like I was into like salsa and merengue. So every Friday, <laughs> my dad, you know, he was a singer. So he would play with his, you know, his band and they would practice. So I would be over there with them. Like it was always a party. Um, and then, um, like with the hip hop, you know, I would be outside break dancing at five years old. What? You know, I would jump. Yep. I would go um, on the train with my cousins. We'll hop the train. We'll, we went to 42nd street uh -huh. and we would be out there break dancing. I was so little, but I was getting yeah. busy. So yeah. So all of that for me was just, you know, and it taught me a lot too. Cause like by the time I was 10, it was like, you know, drugs was really out here. So mm -hmm. You know, I had my older cousin, so they sort of put me on to, like, get money. I, my my first job, like, I'm going to say, like, in the drug scene mm -hmm. was I had to go across the street. And anytime I saw the police, I would have to go yell, Jose. Wow. Yep, I was, like, 10 years old. That was my first job. And I would get paid, like, $20 a day. It was something simple. But to me, at, like, 10 years old, I was like, yep, I'm getting some money. money. <laughs> and the first time... When the my cousin told me, he was like, all right, when you see police, you know, you yell Jose. But I didn't really catch what he said. Uh -huh. So when I saw the police, I ran across the street. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm looking for Jose. I'm looking oh. for Jose. <laughs> Yo. I'm looking for Jose. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, y'all seen Jose? Y'all seen Jose? And everybody, like, crackheads, people were looking at me like, get out of here, little girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> So I go back across the street Yo. to my cousin. I'm like, I said, cuz, I said, there's nobody named Jose over there. <laughs> he like, no, you just yell that. That's like a code. I'm like, right, oh. Right. <laughs> like, you ain't say that. You got to break it down <laughs> for me, right? <laughs> hey, that's so, listen, so that was my first experience, you know, in the drug scene, the drug mm. game. So it's like, yeah, I've been around it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have, man. And, um, I think there was so much music that, that came from that because there was so many different experiences that we had to go through. Um, and that's why I wanna, when you say that, you know, just coming from the Bronx, right? That's an accomplishment, mm -hmm. like it, it, it is. It's like a badge of honor, like, especially when you grew up in that era. Um, mm -hmm. They kind of associate hip hop with a lot of negative things. But for me, it, it was that outlet. It was people, you know, telling stories that were happening in my neighborhood that, Mm -hmm. kind of relate and, and, and work through things exactly exactly and even like um when you look at the blueprint of of hip-hop and how mm -hmm. rappers you know they share their stories it's like the whole you know they say like oh you could compare the drug game to the rap game because mm -hmm. it's really true like you take that you know the ambition the hustler like mm -hmm. you know you have to move a product and you know you have to go hard with it that right there was like the first like um, the first look I had into like how you get money and mm -hmm. how you maintain. Cause I took that same 
you know, analogy, that same blueprint, and I've applied it to everything I've done in my life up until, you know, when I was doing illegal things and then I decided to, to really change and right. just do good. I still did that same analogy, like with the grants I do, the grants I get, you know, how I have a program and how I have to promote it and, you know, just help people. So mm-hmm. it's like it's been a transition for me. Like, you know what, you know, selling drugs and just doing hurting your community is not okay. So I'm not going to take away what it taught me and what, you know, how it's changed, but I just want to, you know, give back in a better way. So that's sort of, I'm sorry, go ahead. What you're doing that though. And and that's what I think is dope, you know? Um, Right. And that's why I feel like these stories are necessary. And that's why I started the podcast. Like, because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to change that perception because it's still, I think it's still out there um, to a certain extent. Like it's easy to blame. It's easy to put, oh, well, my household is messed up. Or my child is doing this because they're listening to this, you know, and it's not really the case. Mm-mm. I mean, on the other, on the other side of that, I do understand where certain parents come from. Cause you know, this right. music nowadays, it doesn't really have no substance. You know, they talk about drugs all the time, popping pills and, right, right. you know, fucking, and I'm with this chick and she's doing this. And then the chicks is, you know, they talking about popping pussy and I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it got a good beat to it. It makes a good party song. Um, and that's what's being like, that's what's saturating the hip hop scene now. And you do have some, you know, dope artists like Rhapsody, you know, mm-hmm. all those other women that, that talk about something like, you know, J. Cole and all of that. Right. But I get what the parents say, because even me um, earlier this week, like, you know, with A Boogie mm-hmm. and the Moose Swing <laughs> song, I love that song. My son, we was jamming to it. But right. when I really listened to the lyrics, like, he's not saying nothing. <laughs> and then all he's talking about is like, I popped two pills and I had to pause it and I looked at my son. And I'm like, let me tell you something. Right. We going we to jam to this song right here, but you are not, you right. are not to go think it's okay to take exactly. some pills because you won't be out here looking like a new age crackhead. I'm telling you, that's not what we're about to do. No, I'm with you. So I feel like parents, you know, they got to, they got to find that, that, that balance and they got to mm-hmm. have that comfortability to talk to their children about, you know, this music and still find that connection with them right. and not try to shy away. Like, no, turn that shit off. Don't listen to that. No, explain to them. Like, listen, it's music, but you don't have to follow suit, especially if this is what they're talking about. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. A Boogie is not, you know, he's not a bad dude. You know, he no, gets no, back. He's from the Bronx, you no. know? So it's cool. Like, this is just what he wanted to talk about. That's probably his experience, but that's not what you're going to do. No, I I agree. That's the piece, right? That's that that gap that we got to bridge is just to talk about mm-hmm. those things and like say, yo, it's all right to listen to the music, but your ass ain't doing it, right? Like, exactly what right. you said. And I knew better, like, because, you know, it was NWA, there was Onyx, there was, there was a lot of like, there was some shit going on when we was growing up. And it was, there was things that if you really took heed to the music and like, oh, I'm going to follow verbatim what these guys are doing, your ass would have been in some real trouble. <laughs> Right. And, you know, like I said, if you was in that life and you could relate to it, then that's what it called for. You know, I under, mm-hmm. and I, underst- I understand that now, because like when I was bumping Biggie, you know, about punching 
going to get the gun and doing all that stuff. It's because that's what I was doing. Like, that's what I was doing. I was on the block. I was running around. I was fighting. You know, so that music motivated me because that's what I was doing. But when I, you know, when I made that change and my whole outlook changed, then I got with different type of music. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, even that that gangster side is still a part of me. I love all that trap shit. I still bump Juicy now. You know, I'm glad he dropped his last album, and I'm yeah, going to go yeah. see him. And that just reminds me of that ever, but that doesn't mean that that's what I'm doing right now. So, you know, you just have to um, sort of just, you know, pay attention. And, yeah, Absolutely. that's it, basically. Yeah, I, I agree, man. At the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment, you know. and, mm-hmm. and you know, Entertainment, right. Definitely. Nipsey, I mean, you, you touched on Nipsey a little bit, and um, we actually talked about him on the last podcast and, like, his influence – and I, what I told this guy that I was um, talking to, he's from L.A. And mm-hmm. that, um, for me, when Pop passed, even though it, it did, I didn't feel it a little bit, but when Nipsey passed, it felt different, even though I didn't listen to as much music as Nipsey's, to be honest. I, I just got mm. Nipsey, um, like, earlier this year. Like, I, I listened to it, like, when that album dropped, the, um, I don't think it was this year, whenever the album dropped, the, the last album. Yeah. I listened to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the victory lap. And it was just really dope. And it just spoke it spoke to me. And I like listened mm-hmm. to what he was saying and how he was moving, his his hustle, his drive. And I was like, yo, this dude mm-hmm. is super dope. And it definitely hit me. Like I was sad. Mm-hmm. How how did that how did it affect you? Did you did you take it in like that? Because I saw like across Instagram, I think a lot of people um were really hurt by and devastated oh definitely for me it was um you know I've always been one of these people like I'm not starstruck mm-hmm. you know I I could see a person who's famous and I don't lose my mind I know how to keep my composure um but for him when that happened like I literally broke down and started crying mm-hmm. because he was um his album at the moment when it dropped and when I got into it it just motivated me to do so many things mm-hmm. that I was doing at that time that now you see the results of it. Right. So he really gave me that motivation and it just made me sad, you know, to, to hear about his death. And I'm like, damn, like he had so much going for himself, you know, and it's just fucked up that he didn't get that opportunity to really see all his hard work. And then he also like helped me realize like you, when you're putting in work, you know, you will see those results, but mm-hmm. you have to put in that work. It's not going to happen overnight because, you know, his whole his whole movement, it took about 10 years. Yeah. And then I started to go back and listen to some of his albums where, you know, this was his first album. He had like other, you know, mixtapes and things yeah. like that. Um, But this was his first one and it took him 10 years to make. It was so different. that was just different, you know. It oh, was, yeah, it was. It was definitely different, and um, you're right. It, it inspired me too. Like it, it continues to inspire me, and um, it's just it was just an amazing album. And for him to have to to die that way was was just not just didn't sit right with me. Right. You know, yep. I feel the same exact way. Yeah, man. So what what's what's in your um playlist now? What's what are you rocking with hip hop wise? Um, what's in my playlist? Well, definitely um, Jeezy's album, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have I listened to the Baby album because I, you know, what you think about I it? Like I that. Listened, I listened to it the other day. Oh my goodness, it's it's just stupid. <laughs> in the sense, in the sense, like you know, he's really not saying anything. Right, right. He keeps repeating himself. <laughs> he keeps repeating himself, but he knows how to switch up the words, and yeah. the beat helps. Oh yeah, beat so, definitely helps. Yes. He's not definitely motivating me to do anything right. besides, you know, get a little energy when I'm like half asleep and I need to, you know, finish up my day strong. <laughs> but as far as like substance and motivating me to to do something or whatever, no, I'm over right. it. So, and you know, um, let me see what else. that's probably what we missing, right? That little when you go from the baby and there's just not that other. I mean, you do have the J Cole's, like you said, in Rhapsody. But we're not getting the rest of the substance with the other material that's out there right now. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's just a good beat just to keep me going. Mm. I don't really, you know, I don't know. I don't really, um, nothing calls me out. Right. Oh, I need to go. Besides the Jeezy album, Mm -hmm. you know, because it takes me back to that trap era. Yeah, yeah. um, You know, and I just use it to motivate me to keep you know, get into this money like I do. So, um, but yeah, no, that's about it. Nothing too exciting. That's all right. You know, that I, I'm trying to, you know, what I do is I, sometimes I'll just download an album and just to see what it's about. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially with, with this Apple music, it makes it a little bit easier to, to kind of run through everything. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I was telling them on the last podcast, it's almost like it's too much music too fast. So I, you don't get to really absorb anything anymore. Exactly. Exactly. That is definitely the case. But, you know, this new generation, they don't, they have a short attention span, mm-hmm. honestly. And because things are being put out so quickly, nobody has time to really like digest it and really, you know, as soon as the album drops, they have all the visuals for it, all the, all the, the videos, um, and then that rocks out for like a good four months mm-hmm. and they're already working on the next one or they're dropping another single. It's like, you mm-hmm. can't keep up no. and then everything sounds the same. So it's like, okay, that's what we're doing. Yep. I, I agree with that. And I was, I was talking about it um, with a friend of mine and I was just, you know, I, what I try to do is give everybody a chance. So, you know, I mm-hmm. it and if, if I rock with it, I'll rock with it. You know, I'm not going to say right. oh, new cat or I can't rock him. He ain't rock. He ain't doing nineties joints. I ain't rocking with him. Right. So mm-hmm. I really try to listen and see, and some of it is just like, you know, like you said, it's just a good beat, get you moving, you know, you want to dance, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, right. So how, how old are your kids? So they, they're in the hip hop, obviously. Um, how do, how does that change in your household? Like what they're playing? <laughs> Since they playing probably, Man, you know, stuff. Oh my goodness. So in my house, we all love music, you know. Uh-huh. Um, my oldest son, he doesn't live here anymore. He has his own place. So, but when he was living here, it was like everyone was playing their own music at the same time. Oh, it was crazy. So you have my oldest son. He was into like uh, the dudes from Chicago. Like, oh god, what's their name? It was the Chirac dudes. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I think it's Lil Durk from Chicago. Lil Durk. Um, who else? I think so, but it was the other one. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't forget his name. But he always talked about shooting people. <laughs> um, 
I can't remember, but I know he's from Chicago. Right. So he would play him all the time. Like, that was his thing. And I was just like, he's, like, making me depressed. I don't want to hear about right. somebody getting shot. That's when I knew I was reaching my old age. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what is this you're playing right now? <laughs> I can't relate. I'm not there no more. I don't right, want to hear right. this. But whatever. And then he's not like that at all. He mm-hmm. never had a fight. He's not into that. But whatever this music was, he loved it. Loved it. From Chicago. And then you have my youngest son, Xavier. You've seen him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place with his music. He can be listening to Kirk Franklin. <laughs> right and then he'll play Dembo he'll get into his Dominican side uh, and then he'll come back to his hip hop you know to his um little baby all these young cats Uzi right. Bird, all of that so it's like with him and then he'll go and play some Mary J Blige he well balanced so, like to me. <laughs> yeah exactly he definitely absorbed you know all my music uh, traits as he was, you know, growing up because he's right. all over the place. And I then know. now, you know, um, my boyfriend, Walt, you know, mm-hmm. we live together. So he's like a music genius in his own. So he's like all over the place with his music. But he's he's one that studies music. You know, he has playlists. He remembers the names mm-hmm. of songs. He does He does a lot with the music. So he has his own thing, you know, going with music. So, yeah, my house is full of music all the time. That's dope. And Walt, Walt, by the way, has one of the all-time greatest laughs for me ever. Like, <laughs> when Walt laughs, like, it's with so much <laughs> energy and... Yeah, so like, and so. I like, cannot, that was know, funny. Yes, I cannot help but laugh. I told my wife every time I see him, I was like, yo, I love to see Walt laugh because it, it just fills me with joy, which is... It's right. So, Cause you know where it's coming from. It's coming like deep from his soul, and he finds it to be so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, when he laughs, you know, that was some funny shit. Yes, yes, absolutely, like, absolutely, man. So, um, how how did all this come about for you? Like with, you know, the Black Ink stuff, um, all the great things that you're doing. I want you to touch on 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 the things that you're doing for your community too, because although this is a hip hop podcast, I think what you're doing is super, super important and super dope, and I think people need to know about it. Okay, well, the Black Ink show came about, you know, Walt's been on there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, him and I, we've been dating since, like, 2015. And I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people that's, that wants fame. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very shy in that in that sense. So um, I always shied away from that. I was like, you know, that's your thing. You know, you on TV that's your thing. But, um, as of lately being that we've gotten so serious, you know, it just made sense and it felt right, you know, for us to, for us to be able to, um, to share, you know, our relationship because we're really like super close now. Like, you know, we, we communicated, we went through all the, all the relationship woes and now we're in a good place. So I just felt comfortable. Like, okay, and like I said, I, I said I wanted to put myself more out there mm-hmm. and, you know, just share my energy. So that's how that came about. So it's it's going pretty good. You know, we have full control of, like, you know, what we get to show and how we want everyone to see us. Right. So, you that's know, that cool. makes me even more comfortable. And then, you know, what he's like a veteran on there. So he's definitely taking me under the wing and just <laughs> teaching me and showing me and like, no, can't do this. And like even dealing with people and how 
all the attention that I'm getting. You wow. know, like even when people stop me in the street and they recognize me, I'm thinking they recognize me because from my block or right. you know <laughs> something else I've done. But they like, no, well, girlfriend. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> that's right. I, I forgot. That's about- okay, that's right. I forgot about that. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's what that's what's happening with that. I'm like getting used to that. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like things I do in the community, like. I just always felt the need to, like, help people, especially with the type of work that I do. Like, I'm a program manager, and I work with uh, the LGBT community, specifically transgender people. So Mm -hmm. if you know anything about transgender folks, you know, they are very much, like, they go through a lot. You know, discriminated against, you know, they they get abused, they get killed. Like, they just really have a tough, tough life. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I started working with them, I didn't look at them as, oh, you're a transgender and, you know, whatever um, opinions people have about them. I just looked at them like they're human beings and they need help. So in a sense, that was like, okay, I'm going to help them. And that's just how that started. And I've been working with them since 2008. I've gotten, you know, a lot of grants and I've been able to fund a lot of programs and start a lot of programs that has really helped them and changed their lives. Like I would say more than like, five, six hundred transgender wow. folks I've helped in my career. That is um and then yeah, then that just that just continues to trickle on the you know, the type of person that I am. It's just like, you know, I'm in a better position now as far as like financial, mm-hmm. you know, gains and stuff. So I just wanna give back because I remember when I was there and I didn't have anything. I remember when I was homeless with right. my son. Right. I remember when I didn't have money to buy them school supplies. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I didn't have um, money to buy them clothes. Right. You know, I remember one Christmas I didn't have money for for uh, decorations, so I made a a Christmas tree out of the lights and I taped it up on the wall. But I had Christmas gifts. Wow! So all of those humble beginnings that you know I went through is just something that I'm like, nah, like if I could help someone. You know, even just a little bit, I know it's going to make a change because I've had people help me, you know, in my life as well. So I, that's that's just what the motivation is. Like I had help, so it's a must that I help them. I help people. That That's dope. Jack. And I think that's why things are coming full circle for you. Because um, when you do something strictly from the heart, not looking to receive something back, it's just like, yo, someone did it for me. I want to pay it forward. I feel like mm-hmm. it always comes back to you tenfold. And I think that's why the success the, you're having the success that you're having right now. Yeah. I mean, like, I just feel it's just something that I guess has been a long time coming because I've just been working and just, you know, going with the flow of things. I'm really not one of these people that's like, um, I don't do things to please people. Mm-hmm. I'm just really in my own lane. Like if I don't like something, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Right. If I'm with it and I want to do something, I'm doing it. Even if it's by myself, you yep. know, like if I have to take a trip by myself or if I have to pull up on a block somewhere by myself, that's just what I'm going to do. That's an so. important trait, man. I, and I think like if a lot of young ladies, I think can benefit from that message and men, honestly, because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we, we do get caught up in, you know, what you might see on Instagram or what the next person is doing. Oh, they got 10K followers. I don't got this. Oh, and then you start not doing the things that you sought out to do, you know? And what I look at is like this, is if I have 400 followers, right? There's 400 people that thought enough about me 
to follow what I'm doing, right? So look at that number, not, not as a, an arbitrary number of like, oh, it's only 400. It's like, yo, you have 400 people following you. So put out the content that you think is right, you know, stick by what you're doing and, and see how, what the results will be, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel also like even, you know, once you get into like social marketing and that whole um, aspect of that, it's like, you can have those 400 followers, but a lot of those followers be ghost followers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the interaction that you yeah. have. And, you know, even like with Instagram, they, they're starting to like slow up people's likes, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're having a lot of control, especially for influencers who are really, you know, putting out the good word. Like you see how they took away Favicon's page, yeah. you know, and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with this whole social marketing, you got to, strategize a little especially when it's your your business you got to learn how to strategize but not just focus on the followers Mm -hmm. because a lot of that should be fake so like with me i have i'm reaching i probably i'm almost at 10k right Mm -hmm. and that's i feel that's a lot coming from the show um but you got some good numbers before then too though let you you oh no no no. yeah yeah i mean i have my page for for quite some time but then i'm just like nah i'm on here and I'm just being myself, yes. you know, I'm not afraid to show, you know, I don't have to be in makeup and looking cute all the time, even though I know that that's what attracts people. Right. But that's why, you know, I might throw a cute selfie in here, but <laughs> the rest of my, my, you know, the rest of my page has a lot of substance. I'm, I'm sharing stories. I'm reposting my friends because yes. all my friends are dope. We're all doing yes. amazing yes. things. I, listen, I take notes from y'all because y'all honestly, for, especially for women, you know, we talk about a lot of times women are catty, even in hip hop, right? They'll say women are catty, women are catty, whatever. But you guys, there's a group of y'all that mm-hmm. support each other on everything. And I think it is super dope. Right, right. And that's how it should be, you know? And I mean, don't, don't get it twisted. Like there's still the cattiness and the drama yeah. with females, but I just feel like those females, they haven't reached that point mm-hmm. to where they are comfortable in their, in their skin, their success or what they're trying to accomplish so they can show love to other women, right. you know, cause it doesn't have to be a competition with me and my friends we have a friendly competition to like, if my friend opens up a business, right. I'm like, damn, I don't want to open up the same business she has because that's not my, that's not my expertise, but I'm going to use the same, you know, uh, motivation mm-hmm. and go start a business for myself or just do something, right. you know, and we'll, and we just keep bouncing off of each other like that. And that just works because like I said, if you're comfortable in your own skin, you, you moving how you moving it shouldn't bother you what other people are doing. Exactly. And that just goes to show that you haven't evolved yet, you know? So it's cool. I hope you get there and just know it's love over here when you're ready. Exactly. I, I agree with you 1000%, man. And, you know, I, I try to apply the same thing because I, I think it's important that you, you know, you move the way you feel you need to move. And I think being vulnerable um, in the social media market is is definitely a way that people will engage with you a little bit more. Like, and like you mentioned about not having to makeup on and, and things like that, just being yourself, man. Like mm-hmm. I always tell people being yourself has gotten you this far. Right. So exactly. why do you need to change and be somebody else? Right. Just, just go with what works. And if, if it's not working, retool and, and see, you know, how far you can go. 
Right, but it just has to be focused on you. Because yes. what kills me, like what I'm, what I don't like right now, what I'm seeing, is that people are capitalizing off of the the struggle story. Mm. You know, I see that a lot. Like when I see a lot of um, people doing like you know the women empowerment, and oh, I was struggling and I did this, right. but it's not genuine. Mm. And if you if you a people person, you can read that. Yep. And that's what I'm starting to see. Like, how are you going to capitalize off of this? Because you see that this is what's working. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like to, to work with people that I can see that they're just trying to capitalize off of something right. when that's not who they are. Exactly. Not being so, genuine with, with their feelings and or what's going on. I, I'm with you with that. Like, you just be Right. Genuine. Like, just, you exploiting you're exploiting the struggle. Like I get it. You know, we all have a story and I'm not mm-hmm. taking away from that, but you got to give people, um, you know, other things. Right. Then, Oh, I was depressed. And you know, that's all you want to talk about. Nah, like, yeah, yeah. You was depressed. We all were depressed. Yes. Some of us at some point, but we got up out of that. Right. right. So now, you know, you want to give them something too. Exactly. Like, okay. Just you just gotta find a balance with it, and a lot of people, you know, they they enter this, and I get it. I respect hustlers. I respect the hustle, you know, but it's just the it's the way you go about it. Mm-hmm. So I just don't affiliate myself with oh everybody, and I gotta feel it. I gotta see like oh this person is genuine, you know. It's just not about the money. Right. And that's that's what I, I like about you, honestly. And um, it, it comes through through your posts. Like even when we talk, um, you're always genuine. And that for me is like why I wanted to interview you because I was just like, you know, it, I interview like producers and um, obviously like um, artists and, and things like that. But I always wanted to just also interview pe- just regular, you know, us. You know, like how we, mm-hmm. do, you know, because I, I. I DJed a little bit, but I wasn't a big time DJ. I wasn't a big time producer. But there's so many mm-hmm. stories that we have that we can share um, amongst each other and motivate each other. And and maybe mm-hmm. the message resonates with somebody and it, and it helps somebody out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we touched on on the music a little bit, and um, mm-hmm. so. I know you mentioned, you, you said a, a business. So you, you're starting a new business or you, you started the business already? Um, yeah, I started the business already. Um, it's called Energy Consultant Incorporated. Dope. And with that, it's, it was something, um, you know, because like I said, you know, what he named me the connector. So mm-hmm. he, he said that because I just connect a lot of people to things mm. and you know I'm very detailed like I explained to you like I'm just very focused on on things and I just um I like to see projects you know evolve and just uh, become great so with that I was like okay this is something that I've been doing for a long time I remember at one point I was like doing PR work um and I've been in different businesses like I would I had a hair company you know a couple of years ago so I I did that and I was the PR for that and because I work so well with people it's just like folks just trust me they feel comfortable with me I'm approachable so I'm like okay I'm just gonna figure this out um so last summer with the with the job that I have now and the in the health field you know I started this whole intervention working with trans folks 
and the the intervention is um it became nationally known mm. so it's being replicated in three other states wow. so they brought me on as a consultant so basically i'm teaching them how to implement this intervention that i created that helps trans wow. people wow. so i'm like wow like this is That's something amazing. that i <laughs> thank you it's so crazy cuz when i started the intervention when i first got the grant in uh 2013 mm-hmm. And I seen what the grant was, and it was a five-year grant. So I'm like, you know what? I would love to share this with other people in other states, mm. you know, how to work with transgender people. And I say, you know what, God, like, just let me complete this and let me just be able to, to show people. I want to teach. I want to show people how to, how to help transgender people all over the world. And that's something that I spoke about in 2013, and then it manifested last year. Wow. Where I was like, I completed the, the five-year grant, and then it just got picked up. You know, when they put it out there, and people, the three states, they um they got funds for it, and I'm their TA assistant. So I helped them with everything, like even from shooting the video to, to the scripts. And it's just, it's just amazing where this you know, this whole consultant is taking me. So I'm basically doing what I said I wanted to do. And I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it into a business. Um, But, you know, it's going to take some time, but that's my passion and I'm going to stick with that. And I'm just going to keep, you know, helping it grow and just taking my time with it. That's awesome. Uh, I I think that's, that's amazing that you created that and it's all manifested um, in front of you. And, um, that's some great motivation, man, for a lot of young ladies out here. You know, that that's really dope. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, the fear is not real. Yes. And I, I, I said that to myself. I say that to myself every day now, you know, with being on TV and all of these things that I never imagined. Like, I was one of those people that if I had to speak in public, I would start crying. Wow. Like, literally. I like, would never think that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and when I tell that story, people would not believe me. But if you ask my boss, uh-huh. who I work with now, when I started the company in 2005, I literally used to go, like, get hives. And, like, I would break down crying. Wow. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go out there. No, I don't <laughs> want to go out there. But he kept pushing me. And then over the years, I just, you know, kept – it's just certain things you can't fight. You know, right. if it's in you, it's in you. And you have to, you know, just keep taking those opportunities, like – I'm telling people, don't let not one opportunity pass you by. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm speaking from from experience. If it feels right, it's looking right, you know, it makes sense, then try it. Yes. Fuck it. Yes. And what's going to happen? If it works, it works. If it don't, cool. At least Absolutely. you did it. Now you move on to something else. I'm with you 1,000%. I always say the failure is is not going out and doing it. That's the failure, right? Just, just mm-hmm. go out and do it. You know, there's no failure. If you go and it doesn't work out, it just means that's one thing that didn't work out, right? So we move exactly. on. Exactly. I'm totally with you on that. So um, to transition back to hip-hop a little bit, um, what is one of your favorite hip-hop albums? One of my favorite hip-hop albums. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's a lot. And I know you're a Jeezy fan, so I don't know if that, that ranks, how high it ranks for you. I mean, Jeezy's definitely... Up there. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. 
I wish you would have sent me this question. Cause no, this- see, that, see I, I always tell people all the time, I want you to be on the spot if they have to think about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't want to be saying in 15 minutes I'm still thinking. <laughs> so, but, um- <laughs> it could be any era. It don't have to be the 80s, 90s. It could be, any, it could be something you heard yesterday. You might be like, yo, this is my album right now. Oh, my goodness. My favorite album. Mm. Well, it could be one of your favorites. You don't have to. You don't have to make it that. That it has to be that one. It could be one of many, obviously, but one that kind of resonated with you and talked to you a little bit. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna go with um, "Ready to Die." Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would say that definitely um, was a good album. Really where was. I just played it all day, every day. Yeah. Like the stories, you know, Biggie, the way he rapped, he just, you just visualize oh, all of these yeah. things that he was saying. For real. Man. Um, another person who, um, whose albums I still rock out to this day is Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. You know, I could start from In My Lifetime. Yes. To just, you know, all of those volume one, two, three, those are definitely heavy in rotation. Yes. Especially, you know, when they would get into, you know, the rap battles and, you know, yeah, those albums definitely um, are just fire. Where today I rock out to them like like they just dropped yesterday. Yeah, they, they're good albums, man. And that's why I kind of tell people classic music stands the test of time. And I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't knock any of the new stuff. Um, if you like it, you like it. But when I grew up, I just feel like, the albums were just different. And even like when we think about like our parents, right? You said, you know, your dad and your mom, they influenced you with different kind of music. And my dad did the same, like before I let go, like all the classics, they still stick with me because they're dope. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know this era. I feel like it's a lot of, some of it is microwave music, right? It's that quick fit. Mm-hmm. And then you don't remember what the song was. <laughs> right. Like, yo, what, what was what I just playing? I don't even remember. Who was this? But um now big definitely for me too, ready to die was it was raw. Um Biggie's voice was just crazy. Um his, mm-hmm. his flow, like everything about that album was it was just it was it was classic. Right, yep, definitely that whole ninety eight yeah, ever. Yeah. Jay albums obviously definitely always resonate for me. He's still one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's like one of the last hip hop concerts you've been to? Um, where did I go? Oh gosh. Well, I didn't go to. A, I went to the Mary J. Blige concert. Oh, that's that's you yeah. know hip hop R and B ish. You know, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was with her. Did Nas and, was that um, with her Nas? Yeah. yeah, that was an amazing concert. Like that was dope. And then last year I went to um the Reform concert. Mm-hmm. It was by title. And um that's when um they was raising money for, you know, Meek Mill and the whole reform mm-hmm. movement. So yeah, that was that was dope. I went to see that. And um yeah, I think I went to go see Anita Baker. <laughs> Baker. See that? Yeah. Classics right there, girl. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never saw Anita Anita live. I would like to see her. Um Well, you know, I'm glad that um Walt took me because she was ret- she's retiring. 
So ah. that was like, yeah, that was it. That's it. That was you know, they say they're going to retire, but when I seen her in concert, she was like, I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> so like, I don't know. If she, I don't know. Not like the old black mama. Like, for, um, for. Like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Yeah, she was like, because everybody kept saying, encore, encore, you know, yelling encore. Uh-huh. And she came out like a good three times. And then she was like, that's it. I can't. <laughs> I'm tired. I can't do it. So I, I might don't miss know. that boat. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> all good. All good. I, I'll just have to continue to play her music. <laughs> yep. Which is classic. Yeah. Never go out of style. No, not at all, man. Not at all. Yeah, man. So that that's dope. I'm I'm glad to hear your your influences. And um, one thing I'll I'll touch on with you before we we let go. Um, you said you're into fashion as well. Um, mm-hmm. did you not play any, you know, part in like your fashion choices? at all like yeah absolutely Mm because it was like i went through stages i went through that whole tomboy stage Mm -hmm. you know where i would have the you know i would i had the jay-z hat with the it was the (laughs) skelly with the little flap in the back right and i just swore i was a boy um you know i would wear the the tims you know uh let's see and then when i went through my girl stage of course little kim she brought that out and that, that was a, a bit much for me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, Kim. You know, I didn't do the color wigs or anything like that, but no. definitely you know, showing some cleavage, you know, it was it was fire. So, no, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, all of that influenced me as far as, like, you know, what they were wearing. Right. And, like, you know, how it made me feel. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I – some of it did, like, because I remember when I was growing up, they had, like, um, it was cross colors. They had FUBU. Um, I don't, I didn't never did the, the crisscross thing with the wearing and stuff. <laughs> oh, it? I did that. You did it? You did I it? Definitely, <laughs> yep, I definitely did that. I went through a Jamaican stage. What? Where, yes, where, where I used to have, um, you know, the poom poom shorts, the right, gold right. sandals. I used to have the yellow tops. I used to spray the gold glitter on me. Um, I used to have my hair up like in the French rolls with the uh, rhinestones uh, in it. Yep. I was one of those. Wow. So music definitely influenced me on how I look. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I mean, that's why I love music though, man. It's, especially hip hop for me is just like, it's, it's been such a big part of my life. And um, I'm, I'm thankful I grew up when I grew up, um, even yeah. with the hardships and everything else. Um, and like yep. you said, coming from the Bronx, um, I, I do wear that as a badge of honor um, as well. Yeah, we're we're like the last true OGs. Yeah, I, really I think so. I I agree with you, man. And I try to you know share as much wisdom as I can because I, I I'm with you where like I feel like I always want to pay it forward and I always want to be of service to other people because um, I think it's important. Mhm. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. So. No, it was it was great having you, Jess. But before I let you go, obviously, I want you to give everybody your handles. Like, if you're on Twitter, you know, obviously, I know where you are on Instagram. Um, but put all the information out there so people know how to get to you. Yes. So my Instagram, you can find me on Instagram, is I am underscore J Sparks, S P A R K S. The same thing for Twitter. Um, I am on Facebook. And that's just my real name, Jessica Contreras. <laughs> Why you said um, Jessica Contreras? <laughs> yeah, because I don't like Facebook. It's like, uh, it's so boring to me. 
Um, but yeah, that's more like for my family, you know, right. that I stay in contact with. But yeah, definitely my Instagram and my Twitter. I am underscore J Sparks. Yes, and she is definitely heavy on on Instagram. She's always had some very fun stories. Um, Jess is always making me laugh. <laughs> but she also has great content. I'm I'm not just saying that. Um, it's always stuff that, you know, whether it's something to think about or something positive that she's done. What she's did today, um, if I remember correctly, this is when you talked about the grant today, obviously, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, because yeah, cause I'm back in the Bronx from where I started. And um I'm excited about that because, you know, the fact that I haven't been there since 2008. You know, mm-hmm. I left in 2010 and I moved to Queens. Right. Start the other programs over there. But the fact that I came back now in 2019 and all of these women are coming back to the program, it made me feel good. You know, that just goes to show, like, if you, you know, if you do something good for people, they'll never forget you. Yes. Um. So I'm so grateful you know, that they're just making my job easier. The fact that they are helping me because it's it's needed, you yeah. know? And I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm back. We have three <laughs> years. If we could show the numbers and show that this program is needed in the Bronx, then, I, you know, we can go find some more funding and keep it going. Right. So, so yeah. That's dope. That, that's dope really And it just shows that, you know, you, you keep doing what you're doing, man. Jess, I, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to sit down with me. And I know we touched a little bit on hip hop, but um, I like the overall conversation that we had. We went a little deeper. We might, we might blow people's minds on this one a little bit. And for your first <laughs> podcast, you. Yes. Thank you so much for, you know, uh, making me feel so comfortable and just here chopping it up with my friends. So that's what I wanted thank to be. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Nah, that, that I I appreciate having you, man, and I think I thank you for trusting me, um, and and letting you have come on here and and talk about some things, and I, that's how I wanted it to feel. I just wanted it to feel like we were just two friends chopping it up, talking hip hop, talking you know business and everything else. So that's I'm glad. Yes, you yes. Like that. Energy, right. great energy. <laughs> yes, yes, the connector, the energy sparks in the building, <laughs> VX in the building. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, Jess, you know, we'll definitely be in touch. Um, thanks for everything. And um, I'll let you know when it's up and running. All right. Thanks. So I can get heavy on promo. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. You have a good night. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.